Kate Bush stuck in my head whenever I think about Palm Springs. Why? Because it ends with the song Cloud Busting. Oh. Great song. Gotcha, gotcha. Interesting. Marco did not really find this interesting. What is the Feature Length Podcast? Anyone? Uh, the Feature Length Podcast is a show where three idiots talk about film and entertainment. Good answer! Hey guys, what's up? <laughs> hey, are you talking to us? Yeah! <laughs> I'm talking to the voices in my head. <laughs> like, I truly, I truly don't know. It felt like a fever dream. I swear to God, I could not It sounds so stupid hearing that. <laughs> If you're listening to this, this is a podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast. Welcome back to the Feature Length Podcast, a podcast where we talk about movies and TV for a feature length of time. Picture this. You wake up on the morning of your girlfriend's best friend's wedding. You have some mediocre sex. You lounge by the pool. The wedding happens, there's an earthquake, you go to the reception, and repeat. Welcome to the world of Max Barbaco's Palm Springs, released in 2020 and starring Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti, featuring J.K. Simmons, Peter Gallagher, and Camila Mendez. It's my pick and the final film of our second selection series. So welcome to the feature-length podcast where we're going to talk about it. I'm Carolina, and with me, as always, are Dan. Hello. And Marco. Hello. And yeah, so we're going to talk about the movie. Um, I've seen it, and previous to having to record this episode, Dan and Marco haven't, which isn't that surprising since it just came out last year. Um, Mm. But what were your thoughts? You want me to go first? Sure, Dan, go for it. I really like this movie. I very much enjoyed it. It was a nice, it was a nice, like change on the Groundhog Day trope. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Groundhog Day as a movie and this was definitely different enough while still being like enjoyable for the reasons that movie's enjoyable. Um, I always I also get a kick out of indie movies. I don't know if this is technically an indie movie, but I'm going to call it an indie movie because it sure. feels like that. It's a Marco indie movie. <laughs> By Marco's definition. By Marco's yeah. definition of indie. <laughs> but anyway, I was just going to say, I, I get a kick out of indie movies that are sci-fi movies because they usually just have a little nugget of a concept that is sci-fi, and then yeah. the rest is played like a regular drama or comedy or rom-com, whatever. Yeah. And this is an example of that. It is a rom-com sci-fi. Um but only vaguely a sci-fi because of this like time, this yeah. abstract time loop <laughs> idea. Yeah, time yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I really like indie movies that tackle that because the rest of it just plays out very raw and simple and uh, enjoyable. So yeah, I, I, I love this movie. It's great. Good. Yeah, I also really enjoyed this movie. Um, I was very shocked that that's what the premise was. Oh, like, did you know nothing about it? No, I knew nothing about it. it. I, knew oh, I didn't fun. either for the record. I didn't either. Oh, it was a fun. surprise. I thought okay, it was just cool. going to be a straight rom-com. Oh, great. That's awesome. I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw you guys... I mean, I would throw you guys into a straight rom-com, but you know, yeah. sci-fi well, we've is done, fun. We've done straight rom-coms yeah, yeah. on the show, too. Yeah. But that came out of nowhere. Yeah, it did come out of nowhere. I, I will say, like, I'm not sure exactly when, but there was, like, to some degree during, like, that first day... Before J.K. Simmons shows up. But, like, <laughs> at some point during that first day of them, like, being together, yeah. like, at the wedding, where I was kind of like, huh, like, is this going to be 
because I did see in the description it was like a sci-fi thing, and I was like, what the fuck, sci-fi? <laughs> so then I was, and then just the way like Andy Samberg was acting, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's gonna be like a weird time travel thing here. But the, and then like J.K. Simmons showed up and was trying to kill him, and I was like, yeah, there's definitely some fucked up shit. Um, also, yeah, I mean, I just love seeing J.K. Simmons in anything. Yeah, he's, that was a good, that was a surprise. Incredible. I like, didn't know he was in this movie. He's literally never given a bad performance in his life. This dude is on top of it. Um, but yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I do think it was also a fun uh, play on that trope, which is also a trope that I enjoy, like mm-hmm. the Groundhog Day trope. There's a great episode of Star Trek, of course, the Next is. Generation, that uses that trope, and it's one of my favorites because it's that's actually a sci-fi show. So they really get into like a weird sci-fi thing with it, and it's cool. Um, there's also I don't know if you guys have seen uh, the movie Happy Death Day. No, I haven't. I, haven't. I would strongly recommend it. Really? It's really good. And yeah. it's it's just this. And I remember seeing it in the, the trailer of the theater and being like, oh, like a horror movie with this trope. But it's really, really good. It's really fun. It reminds me a lot of this in, in so much as, like, it, it makes fun of the trope as it's going through the trope. Yeah. But not in, like, a, like, dumb way. Like, in, in like, an intelligent way. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, and, yeah, I, re- I really enjoy this movie. It's funny. It's heartfelt. It's, it's all the good things that a movie should be. Yeah, and not to derail us from the very beginning, um, but J.K. Well, Simmons. If we're derailed from the beginning, are we even derailed? <laughs> yeah, we're not even on the rails yet. So true. Let's just establish new rails. <laughs> so J.K. Simmons, <laughs> when did he start acting? Because I can't picture him young. You know what I've I mean? I've never seen him not an old man. You're right. I've only seen him bald or with a wig, clearly a wig, um, and just always older. I think chronologically. The earliest movie I've ever seen him in would probably be the first Spider-Man. Movie. Me too. And he's pretty old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I don't think I've seen him in anything in the '90s. Like everything for me has right? been two thousands onward. Um, well, he could have just got into the game later. Maybe, but he's some, so good that's surprising that. to me right? that like he would just appear one day and be like the greatest actor. <laughs> Let me look. Well, yeah, let's look it up. Because he was. I mean, he's in uh, Juno, right? Yeah. Yeah. That was like two thousand seven, yeah. which is like two thousand seven still. Um, yeah, and I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff since then. He's been in those, like, commercials for that one. He was in, he's in Portal 2. <laughs> he is in Portal 2. <laughs> like, he's been in random that's what, shit. That's one of his, like, biggest Yeah, it's one of his biggest you. credits, but I don't, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Dan was scrolling to the bottom yeah. of He has a lot. Like, where's all, I've never oh, seen him. He, he must have just been in, like, sitcoms or something. Like, all of the, Popeye Doyle, a TV movie. I don't know, none of these are really... Oh, he was in an Eminem's TV series that I didn't know existed in the nineties. Like the candy? Yes. Had a series? He was yellow. <laughs> How many seasons? Just one. It looks oh, like Wait. Or is it ongoing? Oh, you know what? He just does the voice of one of the Eminems in the commercials. That's probably what that is. And Danny DeVito. <laughs> it's him and Danny DeVito? How did I never know what that? What the fuck is this? <laughs> Red human form. But John Goodman <laughs> used to be yellow. Yeah, and then he took over, I guess. What? The also, sh- John Lovitz. Whoa. All right. Yes, we really. This is a rabbit hole. Yeah, we're gonna need to go. <laughs> but what was his first like major thing? I'm trying to. What's the first thing that I recognize? Probably Spider Man. <laughs> All roads lead back to Spider-Man. Oh, Cider House Rules. I've never okay, seen that. Yeah, but that's, yeah, but that's even that's 1999. Yeah, weird. Yeah, and then. Shortly after was Spider-Man. So. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Good for him. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the <bombs> rings. Um, <laughs> I have a question, actually. Yeah. Why is this movie called Palm Springs? 
Because it's set in Palm Springs. Isn't Palm Springs in L.A.? Yeah. Oh, was that in L.A.? Yeah. It looked like... Palm Springs is a desert... Palm Springs is a desert area outside of, like, L.A. proper, like, the city. Okay, I was Um, picturing, like, actual L.A. That's why I was confused. But funnily enough, they couldn't actually film in Palm Springs because it was too expensive, so they filmed in L.A. (laughs) Oh, nice. Um, And, like, around the area. Um, I would have guessed, like, Arizona desert. Yeah, no, they filmed in L.A.-ish area. It looks... uh, the movie obviously is produced by two, uh, like directed and written by like two new up and coming young white men, um, uh, <laughs> uh, who Classic. like came out Classic. of the uh, American Film Institute. Um, so they're pretty new and like obviously didn't have a lot of money to make it since they are like so so young and up and coming. And um, white. And, <laughs> they don't have money. No, I know. I just, I just wanted to throw that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so they kind of just had to play with the budget, like probably like paying Andy Samberg and stuff to be in it was the most money they spent. And J.K. Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not a good cast for an indie movie. Well, well, cause it sucks cause it did come out in 2020. So their box office was tiny. They, yeah. it was like seven, I can't do big numbers. 765,000 ish was their box oh. office and their budget was 5 million. But wow. at the same time. Well, so they like flopped <laughs> but it premiered at sundance in january 2020 and it was the re- they hold the record for the biggest sale of a film at some sundance mm, that's cool making wow. 17 million dollars oh, they okay. beat okay. the previous record by 69 cents nice what was the previous one um okay well 17 million five hundred thousand was the previous record so they sold it for 17 million five hundred thousand and sixty nine cents Nice, but who? Obviously, oh, I don't know. Do you know, know what million. movie it was? No, okay. I don't know the million. I don't know the movie. No. I don't know the million. Um, Interesting. Well, I'm glad they made their money back at least. And then, yeah, then. so the box office didn't do well, but like you know, they sold it for a After bunch, the and then Hulu premiered it, and it uh, set the record for their biggest opening weekend. Uh, they net they netted more hours watched over its first three days than any other film in the platform's history. Because I don't know why, but I do remember, and the reason I watched this film is because when it came out, like all over Twitter, and even mentioned in a handful of podcasts I listened to, hosts just kept talking about this film, Mm -hmm. and I was so confused because I hadn't heard anything about it because it is this like smaller indie random film. So I was like, that's so weird. I need to watch it. Um, And then I did and was delighted, obviously. I had to wait for it to come out on Prime because we're not American. Um, so that kind of sucks. Thank Christ. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I, I also had the same experience where everyone I, everyone I knew was talking about it, and I was like, what the fuck is this movie that everyone's talking yeah. about? Like, I don't, yeah. But, like, I watched it, and I get it, because, like, as we mentioned, it is just a Groundhog Day scenario, but the difference is, is that you start already in the Groundhog Day with a character who's been in it for an undetermined amount of time. Yeah. Um, in interviews, the writers say it could be anywhere between 40 years and 40 million. Like, they they don't even know wow. how long they planned for him to be in there. Um, so that's kind of the newness they brought to it um, instead of someone entering it and that being our introduction to the loop. Um, so we kind of get introduced to it from Kristen Milioti's perspective. Um, but I found it interesting because, like, at least in Groundhog Day proper... You don't really know how it starts. Like, in this, like, you literally walk through a portal. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? 
yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. that was super unique and weird and interesting. Um, and I also like that it wasn't like in Groundhog Day where you find love and that just yeah. gets you out of it. Yeah. Yeah, where like they no had to really... use actual science. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. It's uh, it's very cool. This movie's... Sorry, I just want to say this movie's kind of like if the character from Groundhog Day never got out of the loop and this is like his... Yeah. <laughs> this is him like jaded now. Yes. Yeah. It reminded me like... Andy Sandberg, in terms of how he acts in the movie and even some of the conversations they have, it, it almost reminded me of like when you're playing a video game or whatever and you've played it like a million times. Yeah. And so now you you just like, you don't even have to think about it. You can just go in and be like, and then I gotta do this thing and this thing and that thing and whatever. Speedrunners. Like, yeah, like he's basically a speedrunner when you think For about it. For the day. For the day. And like how sometimes he'll just be like, ah, fuck it, and just do something weird just because like he can because he's he played time, it so many yeah. times. Yeah, it's it, it very much had those vibes in it, which I thought was like a cool, a cool take on the whole situation. Yeah, I like now that you say that, it does kind of feel like playing Grand Theft Auto. Like, yeah. there is a story mode and you can, like, sign up and, I mean, I obviously don't actually really play video games, but, you know, you can do tasks or you can just fuck, fuck around. around. Yeah. 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 Um, and he chooses pretty much always to just fuck around because, like, of course, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Like, nothing you do has consequences exactly. other than if you, like, really hurt yourself because you can still feel pain. Um, but regardless, everything else has no consequences. So why not? Like, I'd do the same thing. Yeah. I'm stuck in a time loop. Yeah, it just makes sense. See what I can do it, it, every day. Just see, yeah, see what you can get away with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I mean, I wouldn't say he got away with most of the stuff. Like he did piss off everyone there. But yeah, but it always resets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loads yeah. to the last checkpoint. <laughs> yeah, which is the morning. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, and there was also that movie with Tom Cruise that was like this. Uh, really? Not a rom com, but it was like a sci fi. <laughs> I don't remember. What oh, it was really? Called. I don't know. Oh, Live, Die, Repeat, or Edge of Tomorrow is what it yeah, was called when it, it first came out. Yeah, that's yeah, another. Yeah. Wait, I Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. Wait, Live, Die, Repeat. Okay, so it, when it came out, it was called Edge of Tomorrow, but then I've they, heard of that. They rebranded it as Live, Die, Repeat when? on Blu-ray. Oh, really? Yeah, because Live, Die, you Repeat. You can do that. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Live, Die, Repeat was like the like the tagline. Okay. Like it was called Edge of Tomorrow, but then on the posters it would say like Live, Die, Repeat. That was like the tagline, but. I guess, like, in marketing afterwards, they were like, Edge of Tomorrow sounds more like a fucking, like, drama or, like, rom-com or something, whereas Live, Die, Repeat is literally, like, what happens in the movie. Like, it's a time loop thing. So, on Blu-ray, they started calling it that. And similarly, um, Ghostbusters 2016 did a similar thing. So, Ghostbusters 2016, which was the all-female reboot, was just called Ghostbusters, but on the posters, it said, like, answer the call. Oh yes. yeah, and, and now on all the Blu-rays it says Ghostbusters answer the call. That's how they oh. rebranded it. Because, and I think that yeah. was probably partially also so you could say Ghostbusters and not have to specify which one you're referring. Yeah. to. Correct, correct. I also think that was yeah a factor in it. But I mean, who really says I'm talking about Ghostbusters answer the call rather than the female Ghostbusters? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they should have just called it the female Ghostbusters. <laughs> Drop the. the. <laughs> It's cleaner. Female Ghostbusters. I'm so... I can't believe I didn't get that reference yesterday. I mean, I think it's because you didn't sleep. Yeah, it's true. I think if you had had a full night's sleep. Um, Or any sleep at all. But, um... A night's sleep. I do appreciate, though, that the new Batman movie is The Batman. Yeah. Because now I don't... When I say Batman, I don't have to say Batman 89 or Batman 20... 
whenever the fucking movie comes out because it's probably going to be delayed. 2020 blank. Yeah, 2020 blank. But... 20, two question mark, two yeah. question yeah. mark. <laughs> um, we don't even yeah. know what century it's yeah. coming out in. Who knows? Who knows at this point? Yeah. Um, but Palm Springs, uh, yeah. <laughs> back, to, back to that movie. Um, okay, so part of the, um, the storyline uh, involves... Chris Milioti's character. I didn't rewatch this um, in the last week or two. I watched it like three weeks ago, so I don't remember anyone's char- character names. Yeah, that's fine. I don't. Um, I remember Niles. Niles is the Fraser. Weird name. <laughs> Fraser. Weird yeah. name, right? Yeah, it is a weird I've name. only ever heard it in Fraser in this. Me too. Is her name like Sarah or something? Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. I can look it up. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'll look it up, but um. Yeah. I'll, I'll look it up. So yeah, Chris Milioti, whatever her name is. Uh, she has some family drama. What did you guys think about that? I really enjoyed it. Did you see it. it coming? No, like her waking Sarah up next yeah. to... Yeah, Sarah. Okay, nice. Um, Teller Hutchinson, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. The, the guy. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Me neither. But right? I thought that was a very nice plot twist. Yes. Right? And it's cool that they kind of foreshadowed it when the parents were looking for her and couldn't find her in mm-hmm. her room. Yeah. I thought that was a really smart, fun twist. And I also love that it was... He found out because he knows the scent of her hair mist or yeah. whatever. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> he's just been there so many times. <laughs> he knows every detail yeah. about everyone, apparently. Um, but even, like, it was a cool twist, but I also like how it was revealed because mm-hmm. we've seen her wake up before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was only that time in the middle of the movie when they chose to reveal it that we see what room she wakes up in. Yeah. So that was cool. Yes. And it's also cool because I feel like whenever in all of these types of movies... Like, the wake-up thing is always, like, the more the frustration of, like, having to relive the day. But yeah. this is the first time where it's, like, you literally are waking up in, like, the worst moment of your entire life every yeah. day. So, like, it adds that whole other layer to it, which is yeah, cool. Yeah, and, like, comparing this to, like, Groundhog Day, for example. Groundhog Day, once you get the premise, it kind of does that for the rest of the movie yeah. until it ends. Yeah. But this movie kept, like, hitting you with, like, that w- this wasn't... The only surprise wasn't that there was a time loop. There were yeah. more, mm-hmm. like shocking moments at least for me yeah yeah throughout the the whole movie yeah i felt it like escalated nicely well yeah because without it you'd just have these two characters falling in love i guess jk simmons also is another wrench you'd have to deal with him in some way <laughs> so good. um but it would be kind of boring that way but because she is waking up in like just yeah like you said the worst moment of her life she yeah. slept with her sister's Literally, Beyonce. the next day yeah. will be husband. Yeah, yeah. Also, was that guy? He's the Superman guy in the series, right? Yeah, he is. He uh, is. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact: it's funny that him and Camila Mendez get married because they're both on the CW. Yeah, so, yeah. she is in Riverdale. We're showing all the time, but uh, he's <laughs> in. So there was the CW Supergirl show that he first guest starred in as the CW Superman in a few oh. episodes. Um, but now they've started their own show called Superman and Lois, right. oh, okay. which is apparently really good. Like, beyond CW good. Like, there's, like, yeah. CW good, where, like, The Flash is CW good. Gilmore like, Girls. Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Flash season oh, one. Yeah, those <laughs> yeah, those are all, like, CW good. But, like, apparently Superman and Lois is, like, huh. next level, like, like actually Marvel good. Level? Probably not <laughs> Marvel level, let's be honest, okay. but, you know, somewhere in between. It's fun. It's- it's just good. Like, it's just... You don't have to put the asterisk next to it. Like, it's just... It's good. Maybe, From like, Ripper. Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah, probably, like, a Falcon and Winter, okay. Winter Soldier level of, like, this is solid. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. And and he... From what I've seen of him, like, he actually is a pretty good Superman. I, I dig his his Superman. Yeah, he's a good actor. Um, but, yeah, just funny that 
two CW stars or the people getting married in this. I didn't. I didn't know she was too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, weird. they had to color correct his abs in the scene where it's revealed that they slept together and he's in the shower, because um, it was too distracting. Really? Yeah. Well, it's really also really interesting because um, I guess because this is Hulu's biggest release ever, they also then released later on um, a commentary like version of the film only on Hulu, so we'll never freaking get to watch it. Um, I guess unless I buy it on DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Yeah. Um, DVD. <laughs> Everyone's favorite DVD. medium. <laughs> DVD. You remember HD DVD? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, but yeah, so they released a commentary version of the movie on Hulu with uh, uh, Andy Samberg, Chris Miliotti, Max Barbaco, and Andy Sierra. Is that his name? Uh, the writer? Mm, okay. Yeah, I got it. Um, so there's a lot of like those little... like cute fun fact nice Andy Samberg said he read the script and decided he had to do it when it was revealed that he gets shot mid coitus uh, with a with an arrow arrow from a crossbow (laughs) or is it a crossbow I think it's a crossbow Um, but yeah, which is like fair. I feel like that's a pretty good moment to be like, okay, yeah, this movie's gonna get weird. I yeah, yeah, do yeah. It. Um, that's that's like sorry to cut you no, off. No, go but... ahead. I didn't have anything else to say. Okay. I was just finding a way to end the sentence. <laughs> um, let me do that for you. Uh, it's so weird though because, like, I saw in the credits at the end of the movie that he didn't write it. So I guess in the back of my mind, I knew that. But the whole time I was watching, I was kind of picturing because like. Him in the Lonely Island. Mm-hmm. This is a Lonely Island production, too. Yeah. And they've written movies before, so mm-hmm. the whole time I was watching, I kind of imagined it just being written by them, because it kind of felt that it way. It does, yeah. It had that weird tone. So that's weird, like, talking about how he had no input in the writing process. Well, I think after he signed on, he helped with some writing. Maybe made some um, changes. Yeah, just a little bit, because uh, there's a note about how the movie ends, um, just skipping right to the end, why not? Um, before they exit the time loop, they kiss to Kate Bush's cloud busting. Um, and it says, at least on IMDb in the fun facts, it said that Andy Samberg had it written into the script prior to approval and personally wrote a letter to Kate Bush to try to secure the rights for its use in the film. Um, so I guess once he did sign on, he did a, a, another pass before they actually had like cool. a that shooting draft. It makes sense because it definitely feels like him. Yeah. And so. especially like since this is like, the writer-director duo's like second time writing a bigger film um, yeah, that they probably, probably wanted. Yeah, <laughs> wanted the guidance from someone as huge oh, yeah. and prolific as Andy Samberg. So. Yeah. Have I, you guys seen any of like the Lonely Island produced movies? I was just gonna say I keep meaning to watch Popstar. It's so good because I've heard it's, it's so good, good. <laughs> and I really want to watch never it. Stop, it looks so stopping. yeah, never, <laughs> never stop, stop, never stop, never, never stop, never, never stop. Really? Yeah. Oh my That's god. A, well, if it was never stop stopping, you would stop. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, I did appreciate when in this one where they do the Lily Island like pictures production company thing, they do it like the Sony Pictures classic before an indie yeah. film, just the way the logo was made. That made me laugh. I think like, that uh, was a stab at Sony. I think it was a stab at Sony and just like just the idea that Sony has like a separate brand for like prestige good yeah. movies. Like, fuck you. Like, why would you? Like, oh, really? Yeah, like Sony Pictures, like they have their like regular Sony logo for their shit Venom movies. Well, for like their normal <laughs> movies, but then they have their Sony Pictures Classics, which is like a separate organization, oh, I guess. I've never even noticed that. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> 
Uh, also, another thing I really appreciate in this film is that they made their own beer. I don't know why. Probably, oh, I mean, they didn't want to buy wondering. the rights, uh, mm. and it's so heavily featured. Because what yeah. else do you do when you relive the same day? Yeah. Well, because you're not going to get liver damage. You're not even going to be hungover. Yeah, and you'd true. have that case of beer, like you'd wake up to that free case of beer every day. Yeah. You never yeah. have to buy it. Literally. Um, but so they they made their own beer and they went through the trouble of like giving it a name, Akupara. Akupara? I don't know. But in Sanskrit, it means unlimited and unbounded. And in Hinduism, it's the name of a, a tortoise described as one who is without death. So if you look closely on the label, there's a graphic that kind of explains the mythology of the world and the earthquake. So literally, if in the first scene, for some reason, you decided to zoom into the beer <laughs> and assume that the beer would tell you exactly what the movie's about, you could have known before you, you really knew. <laughs> That's cool. The answers were right there all along. You just didn't know where to look. Yeah. And you need to know Sanskrit. But if you can check off all of those boxes, you'll be good. Yes. Um, but, but yeah, what did you guys think of the dinosaurs? I had a question about that. Yeah. I, I don't really know what that was supposed to mean. Like, was it just a mushroom trip? I don't either. But you see them again at the end. So maybe, yeah, but I wasn't sure if that was just like a, it wasn't actually there. It was just sort of like symbolizing because they're together now. And that's yeah. like, I don't know. I wasn't really sure. That's yeah, the I thing. Yeah, I had no idea. I assumed it was a mushroom trip because obviously they first see the dinosaurs when they're on mushrooms. Duh. That makes sense. Totally checks out. But when I did see it again at the end, I was just confused. Um, and even when I was trying to look it up, like obviously people write like op-eds and think pieces and whatever the hell but like the writers never told you what it's supposed to mean and even for the end they wrote so many different endings because they didn't even know how they wanted it to mm. end because obviously like andy or like niles and sarah have gone through so much together you like want them to end up together in the end and for everything to like be fine but yeah. they didn't want to make it as explicit as that in that they like leave together and like start a family or whatever like they are together at the end in a pool hanging out um but you don't know if they will like date forever or sure keep in touch um and so i think i don't know if like the dinosaurs are just also to keep it i don't know ambiguous i have no idea i do wish like i like so obviously the whole point of this movie was to like a story of a couple coming together yeah. through this scenario. But I wish they did go the direction of deciding they didn't even care about ending it. Like just they they wanted to just live out that day. Kind of like, because when we had the scene with J.K. Simmons mm -hmm. explaining how he's made peace with it, yeah. I thought that was going to be what Andy Samberg had to work towards at the yeah. end of the movie. So they would end up just really? living out their days in this loop. You would have rather that couple. than them leaving? I mean, b based on where I thought the movie was yeah. going, I felt that would have been a more like natural ending to it. Hmm. Um, I'm with you. Because I think back to Groundhog Day, and that movie was like, he kind of, he gets out of the loop because he stops caring about it. Like he, when he meets, when he ends up with Andy McDowell's character, I don't remember what yeah, his name is in that movie. But um, when they like sleep together and he finds true love in her, he like stops caring about the loop 
and that's sort of what makes it go away. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wish that rather than deciding to actively end it, it either didn't end or ended as a result of them not learning to not care about it. Not that this is a bad ending. I'm just like, I I would have preferred that. But uh, either way, the point of the movie was that they were brought together because of this scenario. Yeah. I think if it was just Niles and maybe like any other woman, I would think, yeah, just accepting that they're in this loop. Niles was ready to do that. Would have made sense. But I think simply because Sarah like wakes up where she wakes up. Like, there's no way to... Oh, true. There's no way to that is be okay with that every yeah. single morning. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good point. <laughs> like, because that's... Embar- like, I don't even know how she lives with that, like, out of the loop now. Yeah. Like, because I guess that's never fully addressed. I thought when she was giving this la- that last speech, like, yeah. she was like, going to tell everyone about it. Right? Because, like, she, she tells him, like, not to hurt her or whatever and, like says she regrets it to him personally and stuff and it's never gonna happen again or whatever but but yeah i was surprised that she didn't tell her sister i mean she did in that one loop to try to get out of it Mm -hmm. um, earlier on but but yeah i was surprised that she was just gonna keep the secret vow to never do it again and have that be okay i guess that is that was a consequence of her waking up in that scenario so many times and realizing there's nothing to do to change it or take it back but that that is that is the one fault I guess I have is that I still don't know how she could live with not telling her sister yeah and I guess you could argue that like her reliving it every day was the punishment yeah which definitely was the point but yeah her yeah I agree like if I was her I mean I'd still have to tell someone about it like the punishment isn't it's enough for us as, as an audience member yeah. but I don't know how it's enough for her yeah I <laughs> know yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah I I don't know, I'm a little conflicted on the ending. Not that I hate it, but there are definitely elements of it that feel a little weird to me. I think because this movie, so much of this movie is just like an indie drama with like this weird premise behind it. Just the whole idea that like there is this like weird sci-fi we're going to figure out how to like scientifically get out of this at the end is a little... Yeah, she just learns physics. She just like, it's just, it's a little like not out of nowhere like I get it she's in this loop for so much time that she can spend time to learn it and figure it out like I do get that but I don't know it was just a little bit like yeah I was expecting there to be more of like more of a character based ending rather than let's do this task to get out of here and like along the way like we'll give speeches about the lessons we learned or whatever (laughs) you know what I mean like we'll have a conversation about the lessons that we learned but then we just are gonna blow up and do this thing and it'll get us out of here and then even like after that happens just the very very end of them being like in the pool at the house again I thought I thought it was gonna be more of like an inception ending where you don't know if they got out of the loop or not but then the family comes home which is funny like I do like that joke it's like cool now we know this is when they come back like I do like that um, but yeah, I was expecting it to be a bit more ambiguous at the end. Especially like, yeah, I thought the dinosaurs would have helped with the, the ambiguity of it. Um, yeah. If the family didn't show up. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, they didn't, they didn't go that route. So whatever. I mean, it's not, it's not a huge deal, but yeah, I yeah. just thought it was a little interesting that they decided to do it that way. And like the one thing I do find weird, I guess, is because... Obviously, Sarah is the one to find out how to get out because she, like, just can't live in it anymore. And, like, duh, of course. I respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
I don't know. I feel like we're in such a weird place for woman characters in cinema that I was almost like, like I watched it and like I still love this movie and I've like, even though it came out in 2020 and I saw it for the first time less than a year ago, I think I've seen it three or four times already because mm. um, I just love it. Cause it's just like, it's a fun thing to toss on in the background sure. or like if you just want to like watch a movie with a friend, like it's not going to make you cry or anything. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, it's yeah. just fun to watch and laugh at. Um, but yeah, I find it so weird sometimes when people like are hitting you over the head with like, the woman solved the problem. The woman is smart. And so, like, I, I, in this film, they gave her enough motivation for that. Like, of course, it had to be her. And, like, it didn't feel, like, forced that it was, like, her solving it. But I don't know. Just I always feel weird just watching women now and, like, in past movies and present movies just to see, like, how treatment changes because, like, any men who write movies now are just trying to be so, like cautious yeah yeah yeah, i guess like sometimes sometimes it feels patronizing but like sometimes like in this it feels more earned but it's just like just talking about film in general i feel like now i'm always thinking more about why women characters do things and i don't know how to feel about it (laughs) yeah it doesn't feel organic yeah it's it just feels like i need to think about it harder and i kind of hate that it's a weird Pandora's box situation yeah. where now that it's like in the cultural zeitgeist. It's like we need to respect wow, women words. and give them things to do. Yeah, yeah. it's like, it, but it's then it stands out. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't feel organic. Like I, I think back to this is an extremely off the rails pull. But you know what? <laughs> where this podcast is going, we don't need rails. Okay? We don't, we don't need rails. We've never been on the rails. We've, we've never been on. We don't need them. So, but in Aliens. Okay. Uh, <laughs> or Alien 2, whichever sure. you would rather prefer. Aliens. Alien sequel. Alien sequel. The S stands for sequel. The S stands for sequel. <laughs> um, I I think like Ripley in that movie, Sigourney Weaver, is like one of my favorite female protagonists ever. Mm-hmm. But it's so natural in that yeah. movie. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's so not in your face, but also not like I don't know. Like it, it just it's such an incredibly natural character. Mm-hmm. Like she is clearly the protagonist and good at what she does, but it's not like I, I don't know. Like I said, it it just feels more like natural to the story as opposed to yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Where a lot of times now it's like you get to the third act of the movie and you have to have some big like reversal where the woman is like actually I think I'm not just a woman, and it's like okay. I think <laughs> it's usually when there are like just two co leads, one man, one woman, because yes. then it just like is explicitly like. Up until now, it's been all about Niles, and then it's like, nope, now now Sarah is taking over. I mean, she disappears to do it, essentially, but, yeah. you know, still. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that's just, you know, a cinema cinema talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it would have been better if, after disappearing, she comes back, and instead of us seeing the physics course stuff, that, like, she's taking a bunch of courses, yeah. and testing out the gateway with, like, the goat and everything... If we just hear Poor about goat. that, I wonder. I wonder how the, the goats goat. do it. Right. Well, the goat disappeared. Definitely. Yeah, it's alive. I guess. If they're alive, I guess the goat is alive. Yeah. But she didn't know that at yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah. um, but if I, th- I feel if we had just heard about that after the fact, mm-hmm. and maybe like a quick montage yeah. showing it, rather than actually seeing like every step that she took, yeah, it would have been more like it would have fit in better with the rest of the movie. I think because not that it's. Not that it ruins the movie at all, but I think it, yeah. like Marco said, it's the most, like, outlying mm-hmm. segment. Mm. 
No, definitely. So. Yeah. And when she is learning, she video chats with the actual physicist that they consulted for the script. Oh, oh, that's cool. They consulted a physicist? Yeah. Oh, nice. You yeah. could not have, I would never have guessed that. Really? Because it's so like, yeah, it's so, I mean, there's like, I don't know, they co- co- there's like notes about quantum physics. I'm sure they didn't want that to be totally like incorrect. True. I honestly thought they were just like, just did a quick Google search and threw really? out whatever. Like, well, I, I mean, because it didn't go too in depth. Yeah, that's yeah. why I figure they, no, they, they didn't they interstellar this shit. <laughs> Probably Refer- not to the depths of interstellar. Yeah, they but. didn't create new visualization <laughs> software that actually changed science and won a fucking Nobel Prize or whatever. But. And predicted what black holes actually look like. And then black holes do look like that. Yeah, they didn't do that. They look but. like that because of the existence of interstellar. <laughs> oh, man. Um, we talk about interstellar on this podcast. I know. Eventually. Okay, we this to, year. We, we have to. 2022, okay. we'll do it. It's a goal. We'll do okay. it. I want to rewatch it. On our, uh, our year two anniversary. Aw, that would be a good one to do, yeah. Yeah. Okay, Um, I have a question. Mm. Um, What was your favorite thing that they did in, like, one of their shenanigan days? Shenanigan? Yeah, what was your favorite shenanigan? Okay, I think I know mine. Mine was their skit at the wedding. Fuck, that's that's literally the one I was going to get to. I'm glad I answered first. Just kidding. Well, do you want to talk about it then? No, no, no. You can go for it. It just it counts as both our picks, Carol, because that is by far my favorite one. But yeah, that was the was one great. with the like pirate hook, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. And the random accents as if they don't yeah. know their yes. sister. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That was great. But I also liked uh, their dance routine yes. at the restaurant. Honorable mention. I like when they steal a plane. <laughs> yeah that's that's ballsy um and also why not like you don't want to learn how to fly one just to see if you can yeah. take it up in the sure. air this is the most low risk flight lesson you'll ever have <laughs> yeah and i like that they have beers in hand just because why course. not why not why would you not of course absolutely okay and then i have another question if you had to be stuck in a time loop with one of the characters from this film other than niles and sarah who would you pick because we haven't really talked about them, but there are a lot of, like, there's a cast of characters, obviously, in the wedding. Other, like, there's the bride, the groom, bride and groom's parents, the guy with all the drugs, Niles' girlfriend, the guy, um, the, the guy in the pool. I don't know his relation to it. I don't either. Oh, that we the see one who he beginning? sleeps with at one point? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he yeah, sleeps with everyone at Yeah, because they seem to, like, know each other. <laughs> Yeah. At the beginning. So I don't know who that is. Um, but there are, or like there's Nana Schlieffen, um, J.K. Simmons, I guess, if you could pick I him. think I'd probably pick J.K. Simmons. I was going to ask really? if he's included. Just because I feel like, I don't know, he's just so like charismatic at all times. He's just such an yeah, enjoyable Yeah, even if he's trying person. to kill me, I just, I like being in the same room as <laughs> yeah. J.K. Simmons. Really? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think I'd pick the guy with the drugs, maybe. Is yeah, the, I mean, that's a like, logical choice. Oh, he had a hat on. The nice officiant? Suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. The officiant of the wedding. I think that would be fun. That's a logical seems choice. Like a yeah, good time. like you know what? It, Other than not? the drugs, but the drugs seemed cool too. Seemed <laughs> but like but also like if you if you know you're gonna be fine, why not just do heavy drugs? That's yeah. True. Like what what else are you doing with your life? What risk is there? Yeah. What, exactly. Well, even Niall said at one point, what did he take? He, he those are the mushrooms, right? They took oh, wait, mushrooms. No. No, this is with uh, J.K. Simmons. Yes, J- him and J.K. Simmons snorted something. Right. Uh, it didn't seem like cocaine, just because like it seemed like they were hallucinating almost. I don't know, and it was like a different color. I don't. I don't. Oh, know. it might have been meth. I think he was talking about. Because at, at one point, Niles mentions, yeah, I think taking meth or something else and like flying to 
I don't like, know where. He flew somewhere. Nice. Oh, it was somewhere in up. Europe, I think. I thought it was somewhere in South America. Or maybe it was. It was out of continent. Yeah, because sure. he tried to stay up and just see how far he could get, which that, is respectable. So that, that was a question I, or not a question, but I wondered, like, what if you didn't sleep? They tried. They tried, but you always... But you have to sleep eventually. Yeah, but if you sleep past the day, would you see new day before you fall asleep? Yeah, because yeah. she did that at some point. She drove to her house, and it was, like, the next morning. Yeah. Oh. And I guess whenever he flew, which we didn't see, because it was, like, before we were introduced to the loop, but wherever he flew, I'm sure... He was there for like a day or whatever or two. I have another science question. Oh no. Um, What happens, like, like when when you die out of sync? Because everyone, like, the next day that's in Mm -hmm. this time loop gets synced up. Yeah. But like, if Andy Sandberg dies Mm -hmm. and then the girl's still alive for like four hours and then dies, Mm -hmm. how does that work? With what do you time, mean? like, do they just wake up regardless? You always wake up. Oh, I, guess, I would think so. You know I what guess I mean? is your question like, where is Andy Samberg? Yes, for those four where hours? where is he for those four I, hours I until everyone dies? Sidelines out of existence okay. until it's time to wake up. Okay. Yeah, that, I guess that makes sense. Because I guess was... like, I'm assuming that being stuck in a time loop can't really happen. Um, but who knows? <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess in this reality, he just ceases to exist until they're both in the next day. Interesting. That's what I bit. thought. And but also, like... Th- like, that also happened, just because, like, we see so much of it, like, every possible scenario occurs. Yeah. Um, but, like, there were times where she, like, killed herself early. Yeah. And it was like, okay, I'm just going to keep going until tomorrow then, because she's out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's what made me curious about yeah. it, because they don't really address it. But, yeah, I guess it's just, you just wake up. <laughs> And also, everyone wakes up at a different time. Yeah, because she That's wakes true. up really early. So it's almost another question, I guess, would be, where's the cut, the cutoff? I like, know. if you stay up and someone else dies, would you see them spawn back in their bed? That's what that's what I mean. Yeah. I'm like, how does that... I, I don't okay, know. that's what you're talking about? Yeah, like, I don't understand the physics spawn of it all. Spawn back in their bed like Well, I mean, if you think game. about it like a video yeah, game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we can't know, we but can't, it's just fun to think about. We can't know. It is. Weird. It raises a lot of questions. I did like, though, when he goes to visit J.K. Simmons after they have their talk, like, and he tells him that he's made peace with it. Yeah. And he's like, you want to kill me one last time? <laughs> I can beat the traffic. Yeah. He's like, side yard. Make it quick. <laughs> and he's standing in, like, a recycle bin, and he's holding the crossbow. It's so make good. it dirty. That was cool. That's cool. I, I also like, like how, how suspicious his wife is the whole time, like looking through the curtains. Because <laughs> it is weird that this random kid that, shows up at your house yeah. Yeah. who you've never seen or heard of before because why would you have? Yeah. And I don't know why I laughed so hard, but like when he pointed out that his kid is watering dog shit on the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, isn't that cute? <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Also, at one point, towards the end the nana says to to sarah like oh i guess you'll be you'll be like getting out soon did you guys clock that and question it yes i did oh yes i thought that was going to be her older self because the whole time thing but i didn't know how that would work because if she got out why would she still be there older see what the internet says and i found really interesting because like i also clocked it and i was like that's a weird thing to say but I didn't really think about it any longer than that Um, but apparently there's a hypothesis that 
Nana Schlieffen is also stuck in the time loop. But I guess because oh. she's so old and this was just such a happy day for her to like... She just doesn't leave. Yeah, she just stays forever. And so she's probably been in there longer than Andy Samberg. Right. But you don't age in the time loop, right? No. So she, she, got, she went in old. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, just yeah, yeah. decides to stay there because... Yeah, because like what? She's going to... I mean... First of all, she doesn't know how to leave. Um, yeah. Takes a lot of energy to find out how to leave, as we see. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, she's gonna leave and then what? Like die in a year or two because she's so That's old. That's true. You know? And also, that makes so much more sense with her line of like, in, at the beginning of the movie, how that was the best speech yeah. she's ever heard. And, and she's, she's been heard to a lot. lot of yeah, 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 yeah. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I didn't put that together. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, reading that made me appreciate it more. So, like, that's just a cute detail that's, like, pretty insignificant, but just, like, fun to throw in. Mm Because, like... It expands the world a little bit. Well, but then the only question I have is, how and why did she end up in the desert? Yeah. In that cave? I know, yeah. It's, like... (laughs) This, like, little old lady. Maybe she was on mushrooms, too. Yeah, that's the only question, um, because that is like the way to enter, but but still fun to think still about. Still fun. Yeah. Still cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, but then also I have another question. Or no, I guess this wouldn't happen. So I was gonna say what happens if any other character ends up wandering into the into the desert, but if the time loop ends, then I guess that wouldn't be the case. They destroyed it. Because yeah. the day's over. But J.K. Simmons is still there. Yeah. No, but there's an end credit scene. What? Wait, you didn't see it? No, there's a post-credit scene? Yeah. Oh, it's like a mid-credit. Not no, I didn't stick it. When it left, I went to bed. What so the hell? It, what just, is it? it basically lets us know that he got out yeah. of the time loop, too. It worked oh, for him. Oh, so they just destroyed it. Yes. Straight up. Okay. For everyone. That's cool. Well, no, because she leaves him a message telling him how to get out. Oh. So he has well, to no, go but, in and blow himself up, too, no? No, because... She yeah she left him a message and he went to go inquire but then Andy Samberg didn't know who he was so it was a fresh day mm-hmm. so he was out of it he didn't know it but that's how he found out interesting that's what I got from it anyway. like it, it, I think I for me because it's like Andy Samberg is out but he wasn't yet yeah so I guess that's the question is like if if Andy Samberg gets out. Then during oh. that day is his consciousness like a fresh maybe new person. Yeah. Okay. But that raises a lot of questions about... Well, the, either way, he would know how to... He knew it worked then, and if he wanted yeah, to, he could do it. Yeah, he could go it. and blow himself up. So you think blowing it... Destroying the thing only does it for the people inside of it? Well, because when she tries it with the goat... Yeah. The oh, goat it didn't goes work in for and them. blows yeah, up. Because it doesn't blow up the portal itself. It just blows the person out of the loop. True. So that, it could happen to new people then. That's the thing, because especially if, if J.K. Simmons leaves... Like, it, in theory, if he was the last person in the loop, you would assume the loop is over and no one's left in it. But then, if we assume that Nana Schlieffen is in the loop, yeah. there's opportunities for other people to get stuck in her day. So this is fascinating to me. because this, <laughs> It keeps us going on forever. This post-credit scene changes everything. Because <laughs> if Andy Samberg doesn't know who he is, so does that mean that, like, when they got out of the loop, where did they get out of the loop too? Did they get out of the loop for the day that after? Day. Yeah. yeah, like they know everything that happened, but the Andy okay. Samberg in J.K. Simmons' yes. day is fresh. That's very interesting. Yes, but yeah, that's cool. I believe like you didn't see that. I can't believe I didn't see it either. <laughs> but I have another question then. So, <laughs> um, even after, if hypoth- like if Nana Schlieffen did get out, <laughs> yeah, and everyone we know was in it was out, yeah. 
more people could still go in, right? Because the cave is still there. Yes, just at another day, you mean? Yes, like, the not in that day, but yes. like a new thing could... That's if true. that wedding venue has a new wedding the next day, and other people wander into the desert yes. and find it. At any day. Yeah. They, they, like, it would still exist, right? Yeah. As long as they're... Oh, but the earthquake reveals it. Yes. So there has to be an earthquake to shift the rock. Yes, but the earthquake happens on that day regardless. But if it happens any other day, that would be another opportunity? I guess. Like, sure. theoretically, obviously, because yeah, yeah, you yeah, need yeah. an earthquake and people to know where the cave is or yes. stumble into it, but it's possible. Yeah, but once the earthquake happens and the cave exists, then isn't it there from wedding day onward, forever? Maybe. Because I don't true. know if it's just there for, like, 24 hours and they just were unlucky. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we don't really know about the, yeah. the rules yeah, of the cave. Yeah, that could have been the, the first The rules day. of the cave. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. It's fun to think about. Yeah, it is fun to think about. Yeah. Um, do you guys have any other things to point out? That was all my notes, I think. I, <laughs> uh, I don't know if I have specific things for this movie, but I have a fun question for after we're done talking about this movie. Just is it relate- not about the movie? It's not about the movie. It's just about like the the topic of like Groundhog Day okay. movies. But sure. we can do that after because sure. it's a bit derailing. So I just took a few notes. Like I just wrote down that speech of Andy Samberg's first speech. I really liked. Yeah. Um, and also uh, the dance sequence that he had <laughs> that like, was so coming fun. up to her the, for the first time. Yeah. I also love how in this movie, like he, there's so many times where he's casually grabbing things from other people. Yeah. Because he's so used to it. Like he walks by someone and takes their hat and puts it on. <laughs> um, Grabs a drink. <laughs> there's also a moment where they're about to have sex before he gets shot with the arrow. <laughs> oh, and also that was another question I had. So later in the movie, he mentions they've had sex like like a million times yeah. like it's happened a bunch he's been there so, for so long Do you, it must have been that scene without the arrow like I'm assuming they would I have mean, continued I they could have had sex anywhere because like he is in control of his day oh, so yeah, he could I have guess. just talked her into like going to his room or her room that's or true. the bathroom like literally anywhere that's true but it doesn't I, have to be specifically like the exact same way because even like in this in the scenario we see he gets her with the speech and the dance and whatever um, and he could have done that exact sequence of events before to get her to sleep with him, but he also could have got her to sleep with him in other ways. I don't know how. Waiting till she was more drunk, which would suck. Um, or just like, <laughs> I don't know, having a normal conversation with her earlier on, right. you know? There's different ways it could have happened. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I guess that's true because the whole reason she had never stumbled into the cave before the night that we see is because he gets shot by yeah. Roy that yeah. night. Yeah. So maybe he didn't usually go out there and it happened to be the one night he like showed a weakness and was really snuck up on by Roy. Well, especially Roy try- kills him many different times in many different ways. So Roy isn't there every night with a shotgun waiting. So he yeah. also could have had sex with her in the desert and Roy just could have not True. followed him it's into possible. the desert with, with a bow Crossbow. and arrow. Yeah, that day. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Um, but I also just want to say, in that scene, he rips open the shirt, and she's just like, nice. <laughs> I did think that was really funny. I also just have written down, surprise, J.K. Simmons. Couldn't believe it. I was glad to see him. Um, 
Man, that <laughs> bow and arrow scene really came out of nowhere. Dude, it, it is one of the funniest things. Because it's just like, what the fuck is happening? Because that's the point. Up until then, it seems like just a rom-com. Yeah. Like any old rom-com. And then that's the turning point. Um, <laughs> and there's a line. So we haven't mentioned that uh, Niles' girlfriend is like... <laughs> A horrible, <laughs> terrible person. person. Yeah, and and when um, speech. when Just Sarah, yeah. yeah, when Sarah barges in that first time though to wake him up, and she's like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Are you cheating on me?" And he's like, "No, you're cheating on me, you goof." Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my faves. Yeah. What's the deal with the dinosaurs? We already talked about yeah. that. Um, and then yeah, like realizing the twists were foreshadowed was really cool Mm -hmm. um i like that they threaded that in ahead of time to like prepare you for it it was just cool like retroactively pointing it out yeah in your memory Mm -hmm. um oh also there are some really beautiful shots in this movie (laughs) yeah i love the color palette of the movie too yeah yeah i thought it was really nice a lot of like sunset shots Mm -hmm. the overall um i guess like visuals of this movie remind me a lot of I think it's called Ingrid Goes West. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did, have you guys yeah. seen that movie? Both. Yeah. I have not. It's really good. I've seen the poster and I'm obsessed with Aubrey Plaza. So I'll well, and Elizabeth movie. Olsen <laughs> is in it too. Yeah. I'm more obsessed with Aubrey and, Plaza. Uh, Fair enough. Fake Captain America. <laughs> and fake Captain America. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Whoa. I would highly recommend it. I watched Damn. it like three years ago maybe, and I was like, oh, this is really good, and yeah. I would like to go I back to things. it. So maybe we'll. Maybe we'll talk oh, about and uh, Ice Cube's son. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jackson and he's like, isn't he like obsessed with Batman in yes. that movie? Yeah. Oh, that's it's fun. a really good movie. I would, cool. I would strongly recommend. Maybe yeah. I'll watch but, it while I'm here. I got nothing else to yeah. do. <laughs> Visually, though, they, they remind me a lot yeah. of each other. I don't know if they're supposed to take. I don't remember where Ingrid Goes West takes place. Probably in LA. Like, generally. Oh, it's gotta be. Somewhere in the West, no? <laughs> I don't remember why it's <laughs> called. It's, pro- it's definitely LA because it's about an influencer yeah so well because even i think the poster has like neon palm trees and stuff yes yes yes. that's That's definitely what it is that's the whole vibe this movie too that i get aesthetically yeah it's nice yeah it's very well shot yeah it is cool and then the last note that i have was just like this thing this movie tackles much heavier themes than i was expecting Mm -hmm. yeah i liked it but it still feels pretty light and fun yeah yeah that, that's what I'm saying. That's why it's a good just like put it on in the background. It's like nothing about it's gonna bum you out. You don't have to think about it too hard. Like obviously we did in this conversation, but like if you don't want to think about like yeah now? physics and sci-fi, you don't have to. And it's just like a silly little thing to pop in the background. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time. Yeah, it was, yeah definitely a good time. Yeah. What was your? Uh, your well, question? obviously <laughs> this trope has been used so much in like every medium ever. I was sure. just gonna ask if yeah. you guys have any like favorites of this trope like that stand out to you as like the tv show episodes trope? yeah or, or movies whatever because i have a few that stand out to me as my favorite this one is up there now as like one of my favorites yeah me too. but um if you guys have other ones that stand out to you there's a wikipedia article just of lists of films featuring time loops cool i wonder if there's a just like list of media featuring time loops because i can't think of any off the top of my head but obviously like i know that yeah, it's it's in everything. It's in everything. <clears throat> so a few, I, I'll start off. If you guys want to think yes, about or research some, but a few that stand out to me. Obviously, I said Happy Death Day just because it was so it's so fun. Of like inside of the horror movie, it's not stupid. It is kind of fun, and it also has fun twists about like how to get out of the loop 
um, where that isn't what you're expecting. Like it, it twists on itself, so it, it's cool. Um, Happy Death Day Two is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen in my life because it goes full sci-fi. Like the first the one, the second one, really? yeah. The first one is a fun horror movie with like this weird element, but the yeah. second one is like there's like a fucking science experiment. I was like, what is happening? It's really bad, but the first one's good. Um, so that stands out to me. Obviously, the episode of Star Trek from season five. I forget what it's called now, but it's season five of the Next Generation. Also, highly recommend that one. Uh, just out of context, like. Just watch that episode. Yeah, you you absolutely don't need to watch anything else. You can just watch that episode. It, it, actually, I think it may have been the first episode of Next Gen I ever saw. Oh. Because while I was watching the original series, my dad just had Next Gen on TV one day, and it was that episode. And I was like, this is cool. And then when I watched Next Gen, like, fully, I got to that episode again, and I was like, it's still cool. Okay. Also, uh, a character in this is named Niles, and in that episode, surprise, Kelsey Grammer shows up. Oh, in that oh, episode yeah. of Star Trek, yeah. So, Surprise, Kelsey Grammer. You know, Frasier. Just like a one-episode cameo yeah. sort of thing? It's really unfortunate. I thought he was going to stick around, but Next Gen didn't really have, like, arcs. Every once in a while, they would have two-parters, but most of the episodes are standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he just kind of shows up, and then it's never addressed again. But it was cool. And then uh, a final shout-out to that episode of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. <laughs> What episode? Oh, uh, I think it was the Sweet Life on Deck, not Sweet Life yeah. of Zack and Cody, but it was the sequel series where they're crossing the international date line. Yes. And oh that God. episode also has a time loop. Cody yeah. ends up in a time loop. Oh. Yeah. And I just remember watching that as a lot as a kid and being like, I really like this. I also remember that. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I have an answer. Um, it's actually something I watched recently and kind of forgot about until you asked, and then I looked at the, the Wikipedia mm, article of lists of films featuring time loops. Um, yeah, it's a movie called The Final Girls. I don't know if you guys oh, have heard I of heard it. about that. No. I, yeah, I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, I just randomly saw it on Netflix sometime, I think, in October because I was looking for something vaguely, you know, spooky. spooky. Um, <laughs> and so it's about um, a girl whose mother acted in this, like, series of horror films, kind of um, Friday the 13th esque. Like, they're, yeah, it's like a slasher, and they're also at, like, a summer camp. Okay, um, very Friday the 13th. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it is, I think, just supposed to be a Friday the 13th parody. Um, so her mother acted in those films, but she unfortunately like died tragically. And um, there's a group of people who are obsessed with the films and want to like do a showing in her mother's honor. And they convince her to come, even though she's like really upset and doesn't want to go. And the movie theater ends up like burning down um, during the showing. And they go through the screen and end up getting stuck in the film. Mm. kind of so she sees her mother like acting in this film and it restarts every 92 minutes that's the runtime of the film and so it's like her the daughter stuck with like a couple of her friends and like her friend's brother who's like obsessed with the films and knows like every plot point of it and so it's like they need to find out how to get out and like she's trying to save her mother at the same time even though it's like just a movie type deal um it's really interesting and it's like funny because it has like Adam Devine and um, nice. Thomas Middleditch, who like is kind oh. of problematic. Yeah, he's um, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, what did he do? There was just some weird um, allegations against him on the set of Silicon Valley. Unfortunately, apparently, a lot of the men on there, along with T.J. Miller, obviously, uh, were just oh, uh, yeah, creepy and forceful, and you know, just not great. Which is a little sad. Um, but yeah, I also has like Nina Dobrev randomly and mm. uh, Alexander Lud- Ludwig uh, from, you know, Hunger Games fame. He was Kato, District 1. Um, I'm so sorry to any Hunger Games heads who might be listening. 
I can't believe I said Cato was from District 1. I knew it was one of the richer districts. He's actually from District 2. I went on the Google and discovered that while editing. So, sorry. Although mostly this is for my own sake because I hate being wrong. Okay, back to the episode. <laughs> I don't know even one word you just said. I, I Wait, did you guys not two. watch Hunger Games? I absolutely Only not the first two. What? You missed it? Hunger Games? Well, yeah, because it's just a YA Harry Potter ripoff like everything was in that era. So I didn't yeah, watch any of it. but you weren't obsessed with it? No, because I watched... I saw the original. I saw <sighs> the original YA fiction and then Hunger Games and Maze Runner and all this other shit came out and I was like, cool. Oh, what was yeah, the... Divergent. So I was so like, many yeah. other people like just loved them all and accepted them all with open arms. Yeah, not me because I have taste. <laughs> okay. Okay, Marco. I mean, this podcast might be able to prove otherwise. <laughs> yeah, no, I have taste. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Final Girls is my answer. It's fun. I have a question. Yeah. Uh, what did they see during the credits <laughs> in the movie? They didn't get to the credits, and um, it was just like the end of the film, the last person dies type deal. Oh, uh, after the cut to yeah. the credits? Yeah, and then okay. it just starts, nice. and they're on the same road, and like the, the bus of campers is coming in again. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, I have a few. I just Googled the list to make sure, like, to remind me of the ones I've seen that involve time loops. I've seen Source Code. That was pretty cool. I haven't seen that. I never saw that one, but is that on Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's like on a train and he has to defuse a bomb and he keeps oh, nice. restarting. Um, Looper. Yeah, that's a good, a good one. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I've also seen, I'll say Groundhog Day. Yes. We've mentioned it yeah. already, but that's a good The classic, movie. yeah. Um, oh, I haven't seen Donnie Darko. Apparently Me that's, either. Me either. That's one. I watched Donnie Brasco, and for the longest time I thought that was Donnie Darko, and then I was like, no, they're a mob too- movie. Yeah, it's a mob movie, and then I was like, no, they're totally different movies. Oh my god. Uh, I haven't seen. The Butterfly Effect is also on that list. Yeah, um, I saw that. I which... haven't seen the movie. Oh wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I, I actually really it. like it. Um, I mean, I saw it once and don't really remember it, uh, but I remember enjoying it when I watched it. You know what okay. I mean? Nice. Is, that's um, Ashton Kutcher, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, love, oh, love that guy. <laughs> have you guys heard of the movie Frequency? No. no. So it's a movie about a guy who finds a radio frequency where he can talk to his dead father, like oh. in the past okay. when he's a kid, and he has to save his oh. life. Oh, oh, that's kind of a cool premise. Yeah, I don't remember how good the movie is because I watched it a long time ago, but yeah. it sounds interesting. But in the butterfly effect way, wouldn't him saving his father kind of like mess up? You no. know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'd have to watch the movie again to Changing see. the past doesn't change the oh, future. <laughs> Does that count as a time loop thing? Endgame? Endgame? No, I don't think that's oh, a time loop. It's not a loop. loop. That's yeah. just, tra- just time travel. travel. Time. Yeah. There's but... a difference between a time travel movie and a time loop. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the big ones for me. Nice. I do appreciate, we were talking about how like, now a lot of horror movies I think are dipping into more fantastical premises. Because mm-hmm. I think for a long time it was just like, People go somewhere and someone kills them. But I like that now we have, whether it's Happy Death Day or even I, there's that movie that came out, I think last year called Freaky. It stars Vince Vaughn and it's, it's, Wait, it's, what? yeah, it's called, it's I basically, it's basically Freaky Friday, oh, but he yes. swaps oh. with like with a serial a killer. He swaps. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I anyway, it's, trailer. it's supposed to be really good and funny. It's supposed to be good? It yeah. looked dumb. <laughs> But so did Happy Death Day, but that's what I'm saying. I think a lot of these movies, like, more high-concept horror movies now are, like, getting smarter and, like, interesting and fun, which is nice. I appreciate that. Yes. 
they're so fucking bad most of them so yeah. it's it's good to get some good ones and also uh, like slasher movies just don't do it for me yeah so you need something else on top of it because it's like why yeah. like just killing is kind of like i need like existential horror yeah <laughs> or sad horror like like midnight mass yes so you guys should watch yes i will we will <laughs> yeah anything else about palm springs <laughs> Before we talk about, you know, other things for another hour, and then we get well, another YouTube comment <laughs> being like, they didn't even talk about Yeah, the, movie. the number one Palm Springs fan is going to come and be like, guys, I'm really disappointed. It'd be funny if it was the same person. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I have an idea, not specifically about Palm Springs, but just mm-hmm. to round up our selection series. Sure. Do you guys want to, uh, like, so for example, I'll ask you guys which of my two selection movies you would rather watch. Ooh. We can each do that. And I know <laughs> sure. it's hard to compare them, but just if you had to pick one that you'd want to sit down and watch at any given it's moment. It's so hard for yours. That's why I thought it'd be interesting. Yeah. Dan. I can, Damn I, like, it. you guys can go first if you want. It doesn't really matter. We'll do it for all what three What was your first selection, Marco? Social network. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Jump the the. Just social network. Just social okay. network. <laughs> So who wants to what go What was first? my first selection? Mama Mia. Mama Mia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I already have my answers. I have my answers for your guys. Sure, me too. Okay. Okay. Who wants to go first? Not it. Okay, I'll go first. Like, going first <laughs> is asking the other two for your movies. Sure, not it. Okay, fine. Okay. I'll go, first. go ahead. All right, which of my two movies? Do you want to answer first? Carol? Yeah. Um, the Social Network. Yeah. I also say The Social Network. Okay, fair enough. Fair just enough. saves me time, you know. I enjoyed in my both, day. but I think <laughs> if I had to pick one to rewatch over and over again, it's The Social, social Network. Yeah. Yeah, I think Social Network um, is definitely the easier rewatch of them, too. Easier. Yeah. I probably know. enjoy rewatching Goodfellas more. Because the Italian Because the Italian is. Just because I think I, I just like the world of it is like fun. But. Um, I also think Social Network is like the the better one to rewatch because yeah. it's like it's quick. I mean, it's two hours, but like it feels quick because the dialogue yeah. is whip smart. The story is exciting, exciting, mm-hmm. and it's relevant. It's more relevant, obviously, than Goodfellas. Like Goodfellas is a thing that happened, but like we're so far removed yeah. from any of that that it's more like you're viewing it externally. No, I found it very relatable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does, like, if you're Italian, it has those relatable elements. Well, I was just kidding. Even, but, like, even that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, Social Network, obviously, like, we are all, like, half Facebook accounts. Yeah. So, to some... And, like, obviously, we're still, like, inundated in the news about Mark Zuckerberg being a fucking weirdo. So, like, <laughs> with barbecue sauce on his shelf or whatever. So, like, obviously, that yeah, movie... Barbecue sauce. Yeah. You should fill your shelf. Oh, my God. Barbecue. I should put a barbecue sauce. <laughs> I 100% should. But, yeah, I, I totally get that pick. Um... I'll go next, I guess. So which one would would you rather watch, Jurassic Park or My Cousin Vinny? Very different movies. Very different. I'm going to say Jurassic Park. I think I'm going to say My Cousin Vinny. Okay. It's fair. It's fair. I respect that. Yeah. I personally would say Jurassic Park because that's my favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, But I enjoy thoroughly both. That's why I picked each of them for my Mm -hmm. selection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now you guys. Mamma Mia or Palm Springs? Palm Springs for me. Oh, it's Mamma Mia for me. Oh, really? yeah. interesting. Oh, I guess because your history. I've, I've rewatched Mamma Mia like a thousand times. Of course, I, I, okay. But here's where it gets complicated. Is like we talked about. I really hate the last twenty minutes of Mamma Mia. Yeah. When the plot kicks in and it's like we have to deal with the feelings. Like when it's I really not just don't singing. Like, yeah. Music. When it's not just ABBA music. Like I don't like that part of it. Mm. But I think now that I know 
the twists and turns of Palm Springs. Yeah. Not that it wouldn't be enjoyable to rewatch, but I think I'd rather watch Mamma Mia. See, and for myself, I honestly don't know. I was thinking about it because obviously I've seen Mamma Mia more simply yeah. just because it's been out for so much longer. Um, I think it would be Mamma Mia simply because, you know, it gives me an excuse to sing um, mm. and like dance if I want or cry. Um, but yeah, I guess just because now I've seen Mamma Mia like so, 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 so many times, <laughs> I was almost thinking like maybe it would be Palm Springs just because like I've worn Mamma Mia out, but like I haven't really. Like you could put it on yeah. and I would never be like mad about it. <laughs> yeah, totally understandable. Totally, yeah. So I think mine would still be Mamma Mia, but nice. yeah. Cool. Good cool. question. Next round, we can do yeah. it for all three. I like that. Movies. When we get to more and more selections, It'll it's going to be harder. tough. It's going to yeah. be harder. Yeah, yeah. that's so going to be start fun. It now. Yeah, Ooh. it's fun. It's fun. Very smart idea. I'm excited. I'm very excited already for our next. Yeah, when series. can we do our next selection series? <laughs> the whole podcast should just be selection series at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, it kind of is in a way, but like, well, like yeah, we I was thinking about the it. Films. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this, like. Our episode, the selection episodes are conducted pretty similar to any episode. The only difference yeah. is one of us specifically selects one movie because it's like either special to them or just particular to them in some way. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't do research for your guys' selections is the only difference. I guess. <laughs> yeah, because like we're all technically like to some degree experts yeah. in our own selections yeah. just from relative yeah. to the other <laughs> yes yeah for sure just being into yeah. it just being into it but like the episode conducts itself pretty yeah pretty much the same way yeah they're yeah. basically the same well do we know what's coming after this episode we don't no we have no idea we haven't talked we about ran out of, we ran out of our our queue we had a very long yeah we had a very long queue well there. we have the list though we still have so the we list did, we haven't run out of that oh no. aren't we gonna do um, the Matrix sequels oh yeah cause it was episode Number 23? 30. Or, or 30. Was it 30? Oh, yeah, or Trinity. Because it, it was something to do with Trinity. Yes. So, yeah. Anyway, so next episode will be Matrix then. We know yeah, that I guess we'll, we can announce probably then that sure. the episode after the, the Palm Spring, this episode, yes, is going to be listening to. a Matrix-centric yeah. episode. It's going to be a Matrix fiesta. Yes. We're talking cool. about the Matrix Cinematic Universe. And so that makes me watch the sequels before the new one, which I wasn't going to do, but, like, whatever, I can. They're really <laughs> you can watch them after the new well, one. Yeah. I'm sure you could, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, if I'll you want to watch them. All. Yeah. Cool. One more editor's note. As you can see, we're nearing the end of the episode, so it's the last one. I promise. Just wanted to say the next episode will actually not be about The Matrix, because Marco and Dan saw the new one and said it was really bad. I have not seen it, um, but that's okay. It saves me from watching three movies. So the next episode will be a surprise. Stay tuned. It'll probably be Promising Young Woman. Okay, thanks, bye. All right. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. Also, it's when you're listening to this, it'll be the new year, right? Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Okay. So happy New Year. We haven't said Happy New Year yet. Yeah, I probably these... will have been the new year for all of yeah. the episodes. Actually, but... yeah. That's happy true. belated New Year. <laughs> This will be like February. <laughs> yeah. It's like that Seinfeld bit where he's like, I once got Happy New Year in March. <laughs> Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. As always. Catch yes. you on the flip side. I did it, guys. We did it. Another successful episode of the podcast. <laughs>